Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional... We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about really a number of different, like, questions that we have that we have to answer here. Number one, is my marriage worth saving, right? Is it too far gone? Is my marriage, is it just so far gone that it's too late? Am I crazy for wanting to save this or even thinking about it? Those types of questions. Yeah. Is it, is my marriage too broken? Is it just too, like too late? Those are questions that we get all the time. And well, I'm not going to lie. It's a very heated topic and it's very opinionated on what people should do. Yeah. The funny thing is like people that give the wrong advice most of the time have marriage issues of their own. Like they don't even like, it's funny because you go into all these other groups and, and I say other groups because our group is group on Facebook. If you're not in it is very, very different. No one's allowed to post unless you're a successful client or you're us plain and simple. And the thing is, it's because we don't want a bunch of drama. We don't want all that stuff. And we want to give people like a place, a safe place for people to actually be and get good advice. Not not the blind leading the blind. <laughs> you know, we don't want people who don't have healthy marriages giving advice and you know, so most of the people who do give the bad advice are, you know, on are divorced or on their second, third, even fifth marriage, you know those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, I had a person one time like well, I was get haters like three or four or six times, 10 times a day. And uh it's it's funny cuz I had a person comment on a post I made somewhat about this topic, not the overall topic, but this particular part of this topic that we're talking about right here about bad people giving advice. And she's like, no one has a perfect marriage, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, no one has a perfect marriage. Neither do we. However, we have been through it, everything that there is to go through and came out successful on the other side. So there's a difference in who you get your advice from. Success leaves clues. You should pick up a clue. And we want to talk about these things really to guide you in the right direction and to help you make a right decision, you know, in your marriage. Because we get people coming to us in all different situations all the time and ask these questions, you know, and 
we understand being in those situations because we've been there and way worse. Honestly, we've been through just about everything. And, you know, we hear things all the time like, you know, I wanted to work, but I'm just so tired of being tired and I'm, and I'm at the end of my rope. Like I wanted to work, but there's just so much hurt and pain. I just don't know how to move forward. Yeah. Or we've heard like, we tried to fix it, but we just end up being in the same place. However, if we were really honest with ourselves, we end up worse. Yeah. Worse than where we were. Taking like one step forward and three step backwards. I think that's a common phrase we hear so many times throughout the day just from so many different people, just in hearing, like, I'm tired of being on an emotional roller coaster, you know, just stuck in this constant place of, of cycling between, between us and our marriage. Yeah. We hear these things thousands of thousands of times a month. Mm -hmm. Um, We do. We get thousands of people that reach out to us every month for help. And we hear these things all the time through conversations on Facebook primarily, but we hear these all the time. And today we're going to be talking about three different things. So we're going to be talking about what can be recovered from, like different situations wise. We're going to talk about the one and only thing that can destroy a marriage. It's literally the one and only thing that has the power to destroy a marriage. And it's not what you think. And uh, I know you're waiting. I know, I know people are waiting for that one. But we're also going to be talking about what to do to save it, obviously. Yes. So, so three key areas there. And so what can be recovered from in your marriage? Like what is something that, you know, what are the things that you can go through and still come out stronger and better on the other side? And we're just going to go ahead and start with some of the taboo topics and just throw affairs out there, whether it's a physical, whether it's emotional, no matter what the level of affair it, it is, you can recover from one affair, multiple affairs, no matter the length, the in-depthness, it, they can be overcome, overcame <laughs> and come and come through stronger, most certainly. Yeah, like, uh, here's the thing. Yes, we're a Christian podcast. Yes, Jesus, God himself, says you can leave if there's been infidelity. Gives you an out. And the reason why is because it's very hard to recover from um, when it comes to, like, um, doing it on your own if you don't know how, right? However, it's it's not, like, impossible. And it's not, like, almost impossible. It actually can be fairly easy to recover from if you have the right action steps in place. And so we went through an insane amount of affairs, emotional, physical affairs on both ends. And I love it when people say, I would never cheat. You're capable of it. Yeah, Tommy said that too. I promise you, you're capable of it. We've had clients that have their their spouse cheated on for 12 plus years with double digits in women. She trusts him 110% now. So... We can give you, I can give you success story after success story, hundreds of them from around the world and let you know that yes, you can recover from affairs. You can recover from an insane number of affairs, even when everybody else is telling you to to leave, they they were telling her to leave the person I was just referring to. And she came to me on Instagram, you know who you are. And, and she, uh, she actually like, she was like, you're the first person that didn't tell me not to leave. And that's hopeless. And now they're super grateful and super happy. But it does take work and it will yeah. take the right steps, not just any steps, the right steps. And so no matter what's the level of affair, whether it's full blown, also had people had like just fully double lives, like completely double lives, you know, of multiple women just living 
you know, split time with, with different families. Yeah, cars, know, mortgages. Different aspects there. <laughs> yeah. So those things can be overcome, whether, you know, what, no matter what the case there. So don't throw it out. Just be like, well, there's been an affair. You know, on all of these things that we're going to go through, they all have problems and, you know, they're hard to overcome. Yes, but it's, you have to do the work regardless anyways. And so it's not like, it's like one way is easy and one's not like, no, you have to recover regardless. And so might as well fix the foundational aspects. And so another aspect is physical abuse. We're going to go ahead and just hit on this one too, because most of the time, like people, and this can be a very taboo topic on physical abuse, but we will state with, if you're in a place where there's been physical abuse, your safety is a priority and you need to make sure you're in a safe place. Meaning that like if you're currently being physically abused or it's an ongoing thing, then you need to leave the house. This is the only time we will ever tell you to leave the house and get to a safe place. We're not saying leave the relationship. We're not saying leave the marriage. You know, we're saying that leave, leave the situation until you're safe and until they make the changes, both of you make the changes necessary and you know, it's not going to happen again. Right. And it mm -hmm. can change. We had physical abuse in our relationship. Yes. And it's actually really, un it, unfortunately, it's super common, you know, and men just to let you know, like if, if you're like, well, I didn't hit my wife, but she hit me, you know, that's common and it's not something to be shameful of. It's, it actually is more common than what you think. I was the one who was more violent towards Tommy and, you know, it, not something I'm proud of, but that's just, you know, an aspect. I just had the belief that he was a dude and he could take it. And so I could just wail on him and it wouldn't hurt. Yeah, she's small, but mighty. <laughs> um, so it does hurt. And, and not, I guess not as bad as if a guy were to hit you, but still, I guess it depends on the woman. If she's like an MMA fighter, that's going to be pretty brutal. Um, but, but Wrong, uh, all, all, wrong yeah. all, all around is yeah, wrong. Yeah, either way, it doesn't really matter. It's still wrong. Um, on both sides, no, like I know most men are brought up. You never hit a woman. Well, women, you should never hit men either. No, it's never. Okay. No one should ever hit anyone. It's just not like when it comes to this type of stuff. Uh, now, obviously like I'm talking, I'm not talking about like if you're in a fight and somebody's gonna come up with it. If you're in a fight with somebody you don't know and they're attacking you, yes, defend yourself. Like, come on now. <laughs> like, that's a We're talking about like, in your relationship here, you know, so we're not going to go off on every little tangent, but yes, if there has been physical abuse, can you overcome it and feel safe in the house and safe within each other? Yes. Yes, you can. Yes. Uh, and also like hold the whole thing about like, um, we'll touch on a little bit more later, but once a cheater, always a cheater, complete lie, complete lie. Oh yeah. 110 billion percent. Um, mental abuse though, and which is another one, mental abuse. Um, can you overcome that? Like someone that was playing mind games with you, gaslighting, these are super popular terms, making you feel crazy. We had all these. Being manipulative, yeah. love bombing. Love bombing, being manipulative, you know, saying like this where it goes, this is where it kind of goes into like people label people narcissistic and bipolar and stuff. Mainly narcissistic though here. Um, are there narcissists? Yes. Are this a real disorder? Sure. Most people, no, not at all, not even close. They're just going through relationship trauma. Go back and watch our How to Deal with the Narcissist video. I mean, uh, podcast episode. Listen to it. There you go. Yes, and so obviously, like, those types of things can be overcome. And we went through all kinds of things like that as well. And it's super common, especially when, like, when 
you're in marriage issues, all of these internal things are going spiraling and you don't know how to like voice yourself, understand yourself. And you know, that's where a lot of like the physical, mental, verbal abuse, like that's where a lot of these come out to begin with. And so it's just like trying to be heard, trying to be understood, like trying to make your point across. I know that, you know, for so many uh, women that I talk to and men, I talk to both. And so, you know, with that, it's, in these places of just trying to be heard and just trying to be seen that these things come out. So verbal abuse is another one that you can overcome. Yes. And so verbal and mental abuse kind of go hand in hand Mm too, um, to be really honest. But like when it comes to both of those, honestly, I would say those hurt worse than the physical abuse or the affairs. Um, when it comes to mainly the verbal, um, the, the things that we said to each other, would skin each other alive with our words. Mm-hmm. They hurt way, way worse than any of the affairs. We had both physical and emotional affairs, all the place, physical abuse, like all that stuff. You can recover from these things. Yes, you can. You can choose to. You can choose to to save your marriage, even with all of these things, even with someone being labeled narcissistic, even with someone being extremely verbal and embarrassing you, bashing your 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 not only your ego, but also you like your, your state of mind and your, your even like bashing you towards other people, making you feel, making you look out to be the monster when apparently they are with air quotes. Right. So like it's, we had all this doesn't have to stay like that. No, it doesn't. It can be saved. And so that also goes into like trust issues. Like can, can you recover from trust issues and rebuild whether that be trust issues from, you know, any type of the abuses or, you know, any type of incident that's occurred or any type of affair, you know, honestly, like I didn't trust Tommy to the point of like, I couldn't trust him to go to the grocery store, you know, cause I just did not trust a word that came out of his mouth, like at all. And it wasn't even affair related. It was just anything he spoke. I just didn't trust, you know, in those regards. And so can you overcome trust issues from a small degree to a large level? And the answer is like, yes, absolutely. You know, and the, goes into the aspect of communication issues. You know, that is like one of the number one things that people come and they're like, oh, my number one problem is communication issues. And probably probably not. It's probably not, but that's the most commonly said thing. And, you know, there's all kinds of different levels there from, you know, the ones who blow up and yell and slam doors and are violent or to the ones who shut down and isolate and go to the silent treatment. So, no matter what the spectrum, all is detrimental to the the relationship there, but you can overcome that as well. Yes, you can have amazing communication. You can, and and to go back to trust, I had on a scale of one to 10, I ask people this sometimes, on a scale of one to 10, where would you rate your trust? One being none, 10 being 100%. I would have said then 50 below zero. Um, My trust was completely gone. He told me that daily. Yeah, it was, yeah, so I trust her 110 billion percent now. I don't have any doubts in my mind, but back then I didn't. And so that just tells the truth that you can change. This is after, this is including like people have issues with gambling, people have issues with like other things and abuse and like all of this can be overcome. God didn't Mm -hmm. create, he doesn't create crap. People can change. People can grow. Things can grow. Things, trust can be rebuilt and it's not through what you think. But it can be rebuilt. Yes, and it can be rebuilt even if there's been financial abuse, like being, you know, money withheld or being like limited or hidden, whatever the case there, 
you know, intimacy issues, most certainly, you know, I mean, that's just kind of, kind of a common one that's going to happen. If you're having all these other issues, you're going to have intimacy issues because your walls are up and you're not connected and you're on guard. And so you're most certainly going to have intimacy issues emotionally, physically, spiritually on all aspects there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you want that. So here's the thing, like people, let's touch on this. So people say, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Well, what that means is you have walls up. What that means is you have a lot of hurt and pain between you two. Mm -hmm. And when the walls go down, not saying take them down right away. Don't do that. You got to build the right foundations. But when that, when that happens and a lot of growth and happens, then the walls will go down and trust and intimacy will go up on all aspects. Uh, also when it comes to, you know, financial abuse, I, she was the main provider for a lot of long time. I was not, it was a good, exhausting. I was not a good provider. Uh, now some people are like, well, I don't have to deal with that. Well, some people do deal with this. I, I did right. We did together mm -hmm. and it was an issue. And so just to let you know, that can be an issue. Also we used to hide money from each other all the time. Terrible financial stuff. Uh, but we're a great team now. So yes. that can be overcome. Communication issues can be overcome. Intimacy issues can be overcome. Identity issues, which is big. I didn't have so much of those as what Destica did, so I'll let her kind of talk yeah. about that. Yeah, identity issues, and it's super common. It is common for men as well. So if you're like, well, I'm not a woman. Well, like, that's cool because, you know, it identity issues, is it's for both. Like, both people go through it. I'll say for, uh, as a woman, though, it is really common to put your identity into the roles of wife and mom. And that's why, like, there's so many issues, especially when the kids hit a level of, like, going to go, gonna be leaving the house or, you know, something like that happens. It's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, that's just all I've ever known. And just different aspects like that. And it can happen a lot earlier. For me, it happened, you know, my kids were really little, very little. And so it's not a certain age. It's just not knowing who you are of just putting yourself last all the time and putting your your whole identity into other people and roles versus where it's supposed to be. Yeah, go check out the episode on joy is bad. <laughs> it'll answer this question a lot yeah. more in depth, but and it'll explain why um, why that's why that's bad. But uh, not saying joy is bad. Joy is an acronym. But go check it out. Uh, that being said, though, that can be an issue. Identity issues can definitely be an issue on both sides. And honestly, I've seen more men. I would say later in life when they put their identity in the role provider and husband, spouse, um, father, and they just leave out of nowhere. Like they thought they mm -hmm. had a good marriage and they just up and leave, like block their spouse after like being with them. And they're like 50 years old. You could call it a midlife crisis. Sure. But it's also other things much deeper. I mean, like crisis is more of a label um, yeah. than anything else. But yeah, people, people do that. Also anxiety through the roof. Yeah, I had it. Not so much Destica. She had more of, uh, she had shed it too, but not not to the extent I had it. We had we were suffered with different things, but I had anxiety so bad. I was losing hair. I was blacking out. I was having heart palpitations. My heart rate rested between one one nineteen and one sixty four beats per minute on average, twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days a year. I felt like I had a refrigerator sitting on my chest all year long, for years and years in a row, and then I also had a lot of other issues that went along with that with health wise. And so not no sleeping like, yeah, waking yeah. up at three or 4 AM hundred percent was me. Right. <laughs> I, I, that's not even describing half the issues I had. Like I would, I even, I remember at one point I got on um, Adderall because I had such bad anxiety, which I didn't even need Adderall, um, that I was forgetting things into going into every room. <laughs> like that was me. So 
it was really, really, really bad. But I don't have that anymore. I overcame it. And it's super common to overcome it, you know, and you having to use the medications for those things like anxiety and depression. So depression was more along the lines of what I had dealt with and different levels of that as well. And so, you know, overcoming depression and it, there's so many people that are diagnosed with and have so many different medications, you know, medications can have a whole multitude of side effects and that like that we could do a whole podcast just on medications but they you know so often cause issues within the marriage like zoning you out or making you numb or making you like a zombie and you know causing your behavior just to dramatically change and like alter who you are and all of those things can be overcome and to the point where like you don't have to rely on medications like that yeah and here's the thing when you get off of them all the issues are still going to be there because mm-hmm. nothing's changed. So, you know, you have to actually repair that. Now also we didn't put it on here, but I think it'd be a good idea to talk about um, also like drinking, right? Drinking was something that you overcame. Yes. And so being an alcoholic, that was some, I was a very functioning alcoholic. I literally would start, uh, you know, all the like and, and just to clarify I was an alcoholic and so I don't struggle with this no more it's I can actually have drinks when I want to yeah. and all, the, all those all those people that say like you never change you're always once you're an alcoholic you're always an alcoholic it's a disease no, no God doesn't not. say you're loved you're chosen you're valued you're blessed you're deemed healed whole strong and an alcoholic <laughs> no, like that doesn't. isn't like that's the stupidest dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life And so, um, that's not something I struggle with and I'm allowed, like I can be around alcohol. I don't have to be like triggered by it. I'm not like, Oh, don't drink around me. Like I can actually have drinks and you know, it's not abused. It's not something like I have to have, you know, I don't have to keep it like stashed and, and, and all of those types of things. But I was a very well-functioning alcoholic and, you know, also I'll say like eating, you know, eating disorder type things too here because I didn't eat. It was um, Cheerios or chips and then margaritas or wine. That was essentially like my diet. I'm, I don't know how you didn't die aside from God. <laughs> that, yeah, that's about it. God um, on that aspect because I was incredibly unhealthy on that aspect. I would literally have a bag of Cheerios and then start on you know, margaritas and chips for lunch and then just carry through the night with like wine or something like that. And so, you know, but that's obviously like not where I'm currently at. And that's something that's not even like a necessity in my life. It's not abuse. It's not something I struggle with. So like you know, at all. And maybe some of you be say like, well, you just weren't that bad. Apparently. No, she was really really bad alcoholic he likes to make fun of me because i totally had you know the it was a i drank a lot so i wanted the cheap stuff because i drank too much of it to get like all the expensive stuff so i had like the cheap box wine like the little fanta type wine and i had it above the bed with the little spout so that i could just sit in bed and refill my glass (laughs) yeah so it was bad um but yeah another one is suicidal issues if -hmm. someone's suicidal can that be recovered from a marriage absolutely 100%. 100%. I was very suicidal. I had a gun to my chin 20 plus times, knocked my wrist, all that fun jazz. Uh, talk, thought about taking pills, running into brick walls, my car, motorcycles, like whatever. Like it was, um, it was bad, right? It was, it was, I was very, very suicidal. And a lot of that had to do with me wrapping my identity up in her um, and not knowing who I was without her. So I did have the identity issues, but 
from a different perspective. And I'm not going to lie. Like it was something that I was very well aware of. And it was one of those things that I would say he was manipulating me with because I mean, he would call me and like, tell me these things. And then I had to like, like, what the heck do I do with this information? And like, I was mad at you anyways. And then all kinds of issues. And so there was a whole ton of issues wrapped up in that as well. And so most certainly you can overcome those issues as well, where, you know, your identity is in the right place and you're not suicidal and you know your worth and your value. And I'll also say like dealing with triggers, like most when there, when there's marriage issues, like there's going to be triggers, whether you're aware of them or not, there's, they're there. And so being able to overcome triggers is a huge thing as well. Tommy had yep. them like everywhere. Yeah. You have triggers and, um, I had them everywhere, literally everywhere. They were a big issue for me and I don't have them anymore. Completely gone. And it's not with time. It's BS. Time doesn't heal anything. That's a, that's a myth. I know it's, it's an old, I heard someone say, well, it's a pretty old statement. Yeah, but it's wrong. Period. End of conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one is like mental disorders. Like some people say that like I've heard some people always said this, like, oh, well, not everyone can recover or not everyone can change if they have a mental disorder. Eh, wrong. We've had so many people come through with severe anxiety, being on medication, then come off the medication two weeks in the program and be and, and not even have it completely, like on seven different anxiety medications and different things and mental disorders um, for meds and stuff. Um, I've also, I had seizures for 17 years of my life, and that was a mental disorder. I had seizures for 17 years of my life to the point where the doctor actually told my parents when I was younger that I would never leave home. I would never, I would never be able to have a family, any of that, never be successful, never be able to hold a job and they'd be taking care of me. I probably wouldn't even live my whole life. So no, not none of that's true. I'm super successful. I have a family and all that global business. So like it's, yeah. God healed me from that. God can heal people from disorders if they put in the actions to change. Every miracle that's ever taken place in the Bible, every single one, has required some sort of action first of faith. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I had it. I can be healed from it. Everybody can. Yes, absolutely. And so, like, that's a big one. So mental disorders most certainly can be overcome. There is so many different aspects. And honestly, there's just a lot of wrong diagnosis. It's just, that's a whole different topic, but that is something that's very common. It's just wrongly diagnosed all the time too. Yeah, we see it all the time, people (laughs) being wrongly diagnosed with different things. And no, we're not, technically, I guess it'd be out of our scope, but we fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Like we fix it. Uh, Destinica was diagnosed bipolar. Nope, not, not a thing. I'm not bipolar. And, you know, so... That's why, like, you know, not only did we go through these wrong diagnoses and different aspects, but we also see it all of the time. Yep. And yeah, also, like, um, when it comes to death, even though we didn't experience death, thank God, um, in our marriage, uh, we've had clients that have experienced death um, while going through our program with different things, not for their husband or spouse, but through their kids, different things. And they're stronger than ever now after it mm-hmm. with with going through our program. They wouldn't have survived. They admitted they wouldn't have survived. They would have been divorced if it wouldn't have been for them going through us, our program. So death can definitely, even we've had a lot of people come through where they lost kids too. Like with, and like, um, and family what, what, members, do, you, what, what do you call that when they're, they're, um, when they're, they're when they're born. Miscarriage yeah. Miscar- I was losing the word. Uh, miscarriage. A lot of people have those 
come to our stuff and we never had that for us but when it comes to like that we do understand to a degree and it can be overcome even yes. with that and death of like your parents and like those are big life events yes. and so you know most certainly all of these aspects like you can come and overcome and come out like as a team you know and another really really big one is childhood trauma you know, this is an aspect that most certainly plays a factor into your relationship and in the entirety of your life. And so can you overcome like childhood trauma? Absolutely, you can. And like that, that's a big one. Yes, 100%. Um, I didn't have so much childhood trauma, but Desnica did uh, quite a bit of it. And so you can definitely overcome it. We've had a lot of clients with way, way more severe childhood trauma than we've ever had for us. Oh, yeah. Like some, in, I, I can't go into stories here. That'd be wrong. But like we've had some very insanely bad stuff, like horrific cases, a lot of it. And we help them overcome it. Yeah. So coaching just isn't for the future. <laughs> yeah. Coaching's for the past yeah. and for the future yeah. as well. But it can, so childhood trauma is something that doesn't have to hold you back or be like, oh, that's just how they always are. Like, no, that's like you can overcome uh, you can overcome those things and heal from it completely. And by the way, um, people, if you're listening to this and you're like someone considering leaving your spouse and you're looking for a way out by listening to this podcast, um, kids are not resilient. They're not. No, they're at not at all. They're not resilient. Everybody we talk to has issues from childhood. Yes. <laughs> so hundreds and hundreds of people. In fact, thousands and thousands of people we've talked to have issues, almost all of them. So no, kids are not resilient and you're causing issues by choosing to get a divorce. Um, so another one is spouse does not want to work on it. Yes. Now that can be overcome. If you're the one standing for the marriage and you want to save your marriage, even though your spouse doesn't want to, we help people do that all the time. You can overcome that. You can overcome it. We have something called the power of one method. You can save it and you can change that. Another, Absolutely. Yeah, another one is labels. Yeah. And we, we kind of hit on labels, but just, just a reminder there of like, you know, just the, whether it's narcissistic bipolar or, you know, a cheater, Oh, it's just, um, any of those type of labels. I hate labels, all aspects of labels, but all of the labels can be overcome too, no matter what y'all have been labeled in the past. Like you can overcome those. Yep. And also you can overcome separation. Like no time apart doesn't work to begin with. Like, I just, I just need time apart to think, like, no, that, that causes more problems having time apart like that. And it breeds a lot of other aspects and problems to overcome. But, yes, you can overcome being separated as well. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, we hear bad advice from from people, again, that it's kind of, the, the advice they give is, is retarded. Like, what was the advice that you heard? We were just talking about this right before we started recording this podcast. I'm not going to say who it was from, from another program, um, but... You should just be, you know, okay with your wife having an affair. Like... What? No. No. You should not just be okay. What with, kind of idiot gives that advice? No, don't do that. <laughs> like, you shouldn't just be okay with, like, hey, have an affair. Hey, do whatever you want. So, like, you're that's cool. Like, just do you. Like, no. Like, that's not okay. Freaking stupid. I swear, I people. People just stay in their own lane. Anyways, um, or they should just stay out of any lane, to be honest, giving that kind of advice. But anyways, so it, is it too good to be true? Like... They're pro like, y'all are probably thinking that right now. Like, wow, that's a lot. Y'all have been through all that. Well, minus death. Yes, we've been through all that. And it might seem like 
you might be thinking probably by now that just seems too good to be true that you can overcome that like for real is it you know even after infidelity and going into negative trust like can you really heal can you really rebuild trust like my thing was can you really get to the point where when you see them like you don't want to just punch them in the face anymore like that was one of my biggest aspects just like when i would looked at him i just wanted to like deck him um, tell she's fiery <laughs> like just like i want to knock you out um don't put a baseball bat next to me you know at that time and you know can you really overcome that and actually love your spouse again and have that in love feeling where you want to want to be around them can it come back you know these are questions we get all the time. And to be honest, they were our questions too. You know, at the time of our darkest hour, you know, we would have laughed if someone told us like we could have rebuilt trust and like be stronger at that time. We were like, mm, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Can you really rebuild that, that in love feeling? And like, can you build a trust back? Yes. Like I had 50, but like I said before, I had 50 below zero on a scale of one to 10 trust. <laughs> it can be rebuilt. You know, and when you ask like what changed? Well, we did, and we had to. You know, we couldn't take the pain anymore. The question, I, I, I couldn't handle it. Like, I was questioning myself. Like, I felt like a crazy person. You know, I had a massive lack of self-confidence and, you know, just, like, the depression and, like, hating life and just thinking, like, man, like, this is what life is. Wah, wah, wah. Like, I, great, I'm existing, you know, and will it ever be good again? And now, honestly, like, I am like I'm so often caught off guard and just appreciate and have such admiration for even the smallest things that show how far we've come, you know, and the impact that it's even had on our kids and how, you know, everything has played out just from us staying and us changing, but not, not just like just staying to survive, but truly having a healthy marriage and being healthy individuals, you know, seeing how that has impacted them. You know, their attitudes has changed, their demeanors changed, and it's changed so much. And there was a point where in our, in our house, like it was the kids to mom, you know, and now we get like little love notes from, you know, one, like our son will actually write stuff to mom and dad, you know, and both kids want to show dad and talk to dad. And, you know, in the past that would not have happened. It would have been like, mm, I don't care. Where's mom, <laughs> you know? And I can honestly say there are like so often I just like stare at Tommy, especially his dimples. I love his dimples, <laughs> um, but just admiring him. Like I just, I do love him. Yeah. And here's the thing, like men, you know, the opposite here. So she's talking about it, my admiration, stuff like that. You know, the opposite here, probably what's going on right now. You know, the disappointment and resentment that you see in her eyes instead of the admiration. And it can mm -hmm. be on both sides, the women's side too, but I've heard it more common from the men um, and it can be an issue, but it doesn't have to stay like that. You can have the excitement to see each other, the admiration, the respect. Yeah, you can. And so it's at the point, like don't let your limiting beliefs or current pain, like keep you down and in that state of despair. You know, you don't have to listen to society's lies either. Like I can't stand all the lies that society says, you know, like you truly can be happy again. And in your marriage, you can be in love again. But more importantly, like you can be a healthy individual and not walk around feeling like broken and just in that state of like despair and just like existing. Like you can truly be whole and it's possible. Most of the time, it's our own beliefs and ourselves that keep us held back in life. Yeah. And also, I want to add something here. Like 
if you think if you're a spouse that's like debating on coming back and you think I've just done too much, like I've screwed up too much. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. You have not. You can come back. And if your mm-hmm. spouse is one of those people like that's like they've been doing stuff, they've been wanting to save this and you're kind of wishy-washy you're like, I don't know. Like I keep, I don't want to hurt them anymore. Like I keep like come back, work on it and do the right steps. Like you mm. need the right action steps, not just any steps. And you can fix it a hundred billion percent. Sure about that. Yes. And another thing is like, don't let your past define you on that aspects because you're not your past. You're not your past mistakes. You know, you know, if, if we were, I, I we'd be a liar, cheater. I'd be a victim, an abuser, unloved, unworthy. I'd be an alcoholic, bad spouse, all of those things but they're all lies and you don't have to hold on to those labels either. Like you don't have to hold on to any label that society or someone, I don't care what their status was. If someone has labeled you, you do not have to hold on to those labels and be limited in life because of that. All of those things like I had listed are things that I used to carry, but I'm not those things. I'm no longer those things and I'm not bound by them. Like none of them. I'm not a liar. I'm not a cheater. I'm not a victim. I'm not unloved. Like I'm not an alcoholic. I'm actually quite the opposite of all of those things. I'm very honest. I'm loved. I know I'm worthy. I'm chosen. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a great mom. I'm a great wife, you know, a great friend in all aspects. So, you know, you ask yourself, like, what labels do you carry that you need to let go of? Also, like when it comes to these things, you just have to understand that that it's never again. I just want to repeat this: it's never too late. It's never too late. I don't even care if they filed for divorce. It's never too late. It's just a piece of paper. I know so, so many people who actually get remarried, even. Yeah. So, I know everybody's been waiting for this, but the one thing that can destroy your marriage. Are you guys ready for it? Are you ready? Yeah, it's the one thing. People are like, yes, yes, I'm ready. Like the part I've been waiting for, a way out. <laughs> I'll say it because we're blunt here. They're like, what's the one thing? Because th- I know my spouse has done this. I know in our situation, this is it, right? One more thing to let go of the marriage and know that it's too far gone. Finally, let's hear it, right? Well, here it is. The one thing that will destroy a marriage is not what you think. It's not infidelity, not any things we mentioned above. It's one thing, a fixed mindset. Absolutely. The fixed mindset kills marriages. It destroys them. All the other things that we listed, the affairs, the abuse, the, all the mental, emotional, all of those types of things, the addictions, those can be overcome. That stuff can be overcome. Yeah. And if you're one of those people be like, no, it can't, it's not worth saying blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, cool. Well, thank you for identifying what you have. It's a condition and you obviously clearly have a fixed mindset. Good job. That's what a fixed mindset is, is like, no, things can't change. No, they can't change. No, like things won't work. No, like this is the way it is. Those are all examples of a fixed mindset. Yeah. And this can come up in a variety of different way, ways that in reasons that like we mentioned above plus more, but like, however, listen, here's the thing. Like, we're going to be brutally honest with you here. And honestly, if you want to be coddled and someone to support your victimhood, then you're on the wrong podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, the only no, the only nobility in victimhood is overcoming it. That's it. You may have had stuff happen to you in life, but the, that isn't your fault. Like being raped or different things like that's not your fault, but it is your problem for overcoming it. Mm-hmm. 
100%. You're responsible for that. So here it is. If you think, and this is, you're probably, some people are going to like this. They're just going to check out right now. But here, listen to this statement. If you think a person can't change, then you are also very toxic. In fact, in fact, you are the worst, the worst type of toxic person ever to exist. When it comes to, this is the worst type of toxic ever. So don't worry, don't worry. We understand though. Like that too, because here's the thing. We were there. We were that type of toxic. We were there because we were in your shoes, like in the same mindset, same type of fixed mindset. So we're not judging. It's more of like making you aware and you can change too. Our only goal is to shift your mindset from a fixed mindset here in this instance to a growth mindset. Things can change. You can grow. You can evolve. Your relationship can grow. It can be different. It can be completely night and day different like ours is. If it does not shift, well, then that's a great indicator. You have a fixed mindset and also pride and ego issue. Mm -hmm. You know, when you don't get to the deep-rooted issues that cause this behavior, then yes, it will be repeated. And that's for sure. Like, that's why we talk about having, like, understanding, like, the deep why and the deeper issues. Because you have to understand those to change. But having a fixed mindset is just as toxic. Yeah, we are. And here's the thing. Like, for example, like we mentioned this earlier, but we're not abusers anymore. We're not liars. We're not cheaters. We're not manipulators. No, like we're not. Once a, the whole once a cheater, always a cheater thing, that's totally a myth. I don't know who invented that, but they were an idiot. It uh, was a hurt person who was yeah. trying to make themselves feel better about making the choices that they made after they were cheated on. That's it, what it is. It, Let's just say hurt and a victim. They were giving into their victimhood. Mm-hmm. They were choosing victimhood. Let's just make it what it is. Like the, the past mistakes don't define you, right? To, and to the people that say, people that say don't change, like they can't change, it's fixed lens. Like we all change. We can either choose to grow in a healthy way or not. But we're all changing. Like that's the funny thing is like people who, who have a fixed mindset, like they don't recognize that every person changes Every day you're growing in a way, but you get to choose the direction. If you're not intentional, you're going to be growing in a very unhealthy way. But if you choose to be intentional, you're going to grow in a healthy direction. So you can either choose to go in a positive upward motion in life or a downward negative motion in life. But every day things are changing. Yeah, and If you've left your spouse and you're like, I've been single and I've been doing this and I'm, I haven't had any, I've been happy as I've ever been. No, you've been avoiding your problems. That happens so much. Avoidance of problems is not the same thing as happy and joyful. Joy and happiness is an inside thing, not an external thing. Also to the people that say that you don't change is to also call Jesus a liar. He redeems us. He sets us free. He was sent here for those failures to forgive and be redeemed and made whole again and made new. Doesn't make you who you are. Like if just your past mistakes aren't who you are. In fact, even things like people label themselves like I'm a father, I'm a husband. That's not who you are. That's that's something you do, right? And just mm-hmm. like that, if you cheated, that's something you did. That doesn't mean that's who you are, right? Absolutely not. And, you know, and Jesus does forgive us. And, you know, he, he we're imperfect people. And every day we fell short. Every day we all sin. Every day there is some sort of sin in our lives because we're not perfect in that aspect. And, you know, it, there's a whole different aspect there. And so to the people that say like, you know, well, no, like, you know, if they have a mental disorders, like, you know, like, no, like, obviously, like, even that we had talked about how you can overcome that aspect as well with like, you know, Tommy's case and just so many different people diagnosed wrong. Like, 
God is a good God. And, you know, there are so many things that he can do when we actually follow him and take action. Yeah. God doesn't create crap. Um, you're loved, chosen, valued, redeemed, healed, whole, strong, forgiven, set free, valuable, all worthy. Those, all those things, a prized possession, all those things. That's not, God doesn't create crap on anyone. Even though some, there's some a-holes out there. God doesn't create crap people. Those people are hurt people that are hurting people. Doesn't make it okay, but not, I'm not saying any of the actions here are okay. I'm no, saying, not. and we, we would take hundred percent responsibility for all of our actions when it comes to that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's hurt people, hurting people and reacting. So that being said, how do you save it? So listen, when it comes to saving it, here's the thing. We, we went through about just about everything bad a marriage can go through quadruple times over more. And we're now we're more in love than ever, more happier than ever than we've ever been. And it just keeps getting better, better and better and better. Marriage, marriage isn't about sacrificing yourself. It's not supposed to be a suffer fest or just surviving. Like you both are meant to thrive. Again, God doesn't design crap. If God designed marriage, he doesn't design crap, right? Oh, absolutely. And so I just want to reiterate that we're not just created to just survive and exist going through the motions. If you're in that place of just, you know, well, I'm just, I wake up, I do the same thing. I go to bed. I'm just existing. I'm here on autopilot, just literally breathing and going through the motions, not being intentional with my life at all, not being present, just literally just doing bare minimum of existing. That's not how life is supposed to be. Like that's not how we are created. It doesn't have to be like that. And your life can change. You can choose to take different actions and truly thrive in life. You know, you can be the one we became the one on each side of our families to change generations to come. Like we chose to do things different and we decided to make that change. Yeah. Yeah. So like, listen, like this is what I'm about to say. You meet someone, if you meet someone successful in a marriage, and I mean really happy, not successful doesn't mean you've been together for 50 years. You could have a crap marriage. I've been plenty of people for that. Um, I mean truly happy that has a thriving marriage, thriving culture in their home, thriving lives as individuals, healthy individuals. At one point, their marriage and them as individuals was not healthy or happy, right? Then someone shows up and decides to change that to their family tree forever. And, and each of us, we as individuals became the one to change things forever. We chose as individuals to yes, change things forever. And yes, we don't believe in working on the marriage at first. We believe in working on individuals as far as we do that right in our program, obviously work on the individual side. Then we work on the marriage side too, but just not at first on the marriage. Like, and it wasn't because we wanted it or hope for it. We didn't hope for it. If it's fate, it'll happen. No, <laughs> it's like, not what we did. <laughs> like it, it, it was because we fought for it. We gave everything that we, that we thought we had, that we already gave, that we already thought we gave everything that we, everything we had, <laughs> uh, when we thought we already reached beyond what we were capable of reaching and we kept going and we didn't give up. No, we didn't. And we worked hard and we wanted to win. We wanted to, 
truly overcome and we wanted to change generations we wanted to change all impacts we we wanted to win and we know this is a battle between it's it's a spiritual battle you know we do know the enemy the devil is out to get us and one of his foundational ways is to destroy families because if he destroys a family not only does he get one person but he gets generations in in that aspects and so we wanted to win we wanted to beat the devil we wanted to continue on a daily basis to remind him that he screwed with the wrong people you know and we currently still remind him daily that he messed with the wrong people by saving hundreds of marriages and families around the world and bringing them closer to god it, it's a war honestly it's a war that he has he started and we have declared war back and we want to fight for our family and continue to do that and we fight for and we help other families fight against it as well we wanted to teach our kids to never give up yeah like a ride or die mentality no plan b only plan a like we wanted to look in the mirror and be happy with the person in the mirror knowing that we gave everything that we had and more we decided not to quit quitting wasn't an option we wanted we wanted us proud of us as individuals. Like even yeah. when I even when I left and she was fighting, standing for the marriage, I still didn't want to quit. I hate quitting. It's not it's not me, um, and that's part of what brought me back. But more importantly, it was also like the actions that she took. And no, by the way, I know someone's going to interpret this whole thing as like when it comes to this part specifically about how it's a spiritual war. Yes, one prayer can change everything. Sometimes, however, ninety nine percent of the time. You have to have action with that prayer. A lot of massive action. I'm not just talking about prayer, reading the Bible, and going to church. I'm talking about a lot of other things that you can do, especially if you're an individual fighting for this for yourself. There's a ton that you can do. So that being said, like, don't interpret that like that. But we decided to keep fighting. We yes. decided to do what was in alignment with our core values and principles. And in standing strong and not, and no, that didn't mean like just begging and pleading, by the way, like that's what you don't do. No, you know, needy is not sexy. So how do you save it though? Well, obviously like we don't have time to go over every little thing in detail on this podcast. Well, let's just say like, <laughs> we just don't have time for that. Yeah. It takes us eight weeks to go over this and a crap ton of hours to do so in our program. You know, our goal of this episode is to give you hope is honestly to give you hope and let you know that your marriage is not too far gone. And it's to shift your mindset in your perspective on different aspects you know, not to stay in a fixed mindset, but to go into a growth mindset and know that, you know, while the crap that you've gone through are going through, you know, the things that people have done while they suck. And trust me, like we get it. We get those things suck. We wouldn't wish going through what we went through on anyone, but that doesn't have to like define your life. And it, you don't have to stay in that like place of like, I just, my life sucks. Like you don't have to stay there. No. And honestly, like if you, if you need one-on-one -on -one support, then reach out. You can find us in our Facebook group. You can find us. There's links in the podcast description. You can find us on our websites. Like it's all there. Mm -hmm. So reach out. But it, like here, here's the steps. Um, here's the steps. So the first thing is you have to have, this is everything we go in our program. You have to have the correct mindset foundations first. Of course, below, below that even is Jesus Christ. Of course, is always a foundation. But in our program, we go over mindset first. Yeah, all the proper mindset foundations, because if you don't, mindset determines the direction of your entire life, good or bad. Yeah, and clearly, you know, we just hit on one aspect of, of mindset here about just growth versus fixed, which is, you know, the fact of 
the fixed mindset is a big issue. But so there's so much more that goes into this issue about like having the right mindset. And so you have to have those right mindsets for yourself just in order to become a healthy individual, which is what we dive into next is, you know, cause you're the first priority is your relationship with, with God first. And then you have to be second in a self-care way, taking care of your mind, your spirit, and truly being a healthy individual where you're emotionally resilient and understand yourself. Mm-hmm. Also being able to develop all foundations in the marriage, of course. Oh yeah. Like first you have to develop the mindsets. That's still individual side. Then being a healthy individual, more in depth phase. Cause if you don't set the foundations for an individual, then you can't dive into becoming all the aspects of what it takes, which is a lot, a lot to becoming a healthy individual, not overwhelming, but a lot. Um, well, it'd be overwhelming if you're trying to do it on your own, I guess. But it's not a lot if you're doing it here. It's all laid out for you. You also develop all the foundations in marriage, like I mentioned, and you have to develop those in the right way. Because if you don't develop the right foundations, then you're always going to be stuck on an emotional roller coaster. Also, in those, we teach you how to have the right conversations. You, have the right, you need to have the right conversations with the right foundations built up as healthy individuals first, or else those conversations aren't going to go well. It's like they haven't been for you. <laughs> so, like, you know, you can talk to to the door until you're blue in the face, whatever it is, what's going on. We call it blue face syndrome, but you also have the right tools. We go over that too, tools and tactics. However, this is where most people come to us and even our tools. I'll tell you straight up. We both will. If you do not build the proper foundations and mindset, healthy individual and marriage, our tools ain't going to work for you. Not long-term. I mean, yeah, they're the best in the world as far as tools go, but including our program is the best. There's nothing that can be compares. I truly believe that, but even our tools won't do you any good. They will not provide a permanent fix if we just gave you the tools. No, because you have to have all the other steps first. And I was actually just talking, I hear this all the time. Like I, you know, we tried some tools and tactics. We started with those things and, you know, we cycle right back and we're back in the same place and worse than what we were. And so like, that's why it's not the first step. It's the fourth step. You know, and then also what you also have to keep doing is keep investing and growing. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a lifelong process. It's a journey and just never stop growing. Like us, we've invested over half a million, continue to invest. And and no, when we first started, we just didn't have money. Like we were broker than a joke. So don't give me that crap. Everybody can do it. You just got to be resourceful and creative. But we, we had to figure that out too. So mm-hmm. like. But no matter where you're at, keep investing to yourself. Investing, growing, just never stop in this place of just don't become complacent and stagnant. Yeah. Coaching, seminars, groups, like masterminds, like all these different things, like keep growing. Books Mm -hmm. are part of it, sure, but those are a smaller part. So keep growing. Yes. And, you know, obviously like our stance is um, don't don't go to the counselors and therapists and stuff like all of that's just band-aids, right? Like that's not, I can't tell you how many countless stories I hear on a daily basis about the experiences of going to counselors and therapists. Yep. Uh, counselors, I heard, I didn't even make this up. Ironically, it wasn't even a client that made it up. It was somebody in our Facebook group. I saw a post that they said it's like groundhog day. Yeah. <laughs> you Same go in, I was like, that's such an accurate description. You go in talk about your feelings and leave a no action steps or timeline. Uh, I'll have to do it over again. But, uh, but yeah, if you don't believe us, go in our group. You'll, you'll see a post. People keep adding to it more and more. And it's just like, you know, you know, you've been to counseling if, and then it's just like, kind of like, you know, you're redneck if go to that, you'll see it in there. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's, let's think where you're at right now. So let's think like, you want to ask yourself, where am I at right now? 
do I have a fixed mindset or growth mindset? Are you making decisions that align with your core values and principles? You know, if your goal is to end the marriage, like, is that really making a decision based on your core values and principles? Or is it, are you just trying to get that justification to like cop out? Like, where are you really? Yeah, I did that. I even used biblical. Oh gosh, it was so annoying. If you're using the Bible as your way out, like of, oh, like whatever it may be, uh, don't. That's called the, if you're, you can find stuff, you can find YouTube videos, you can find everything. It's called the height of deception. Yes. God is never for, he doesn't change his values one day for one part. He has no favorites. I'm no more his, I'm no more favorite than you are. Like no one's, I'm no more special than you are. No one is. So when it boils down to it, sorry, you're not his favorite. Um, he's not going to make an exception for you when it comes to those types of things. And you can be pissed and not agree with us. I don't care. We're the successful ones. doesn't matter. So like when it boils down to it, like, do I have a fixed mindset or growth mindset? Right. You want to ask yourself that also like, are you living by feelings? Like most people here would say, no, I'm living by principles. Yes. I'm living by principles and values. Yeah. But if you were really living by principles and values, when I go and examine, it's like if I were to go randomly, you didn't know me, you didn't hear this conversation. I asked you like, what are your principles and values? And you didn't know this question was coming. You would tell me your principles and values, like integrity, trust, honesty, commitment, like all these are whatever. And then I ask you this question, be like, oh, I'm really not living by my principles and values, to be honest with you. I'm living by feelings because I don't want to be in this heart. I want to escape the pain. Yeah, we get it. We did too. And so we understand being there, but that's where you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Got to be honest. You know, <laughs> and so if you're living by feelings, it literally clearly says that in the Bible, not to live by feelings because they're deceptive. Yeah. And they'll lead you astray. Yeah, don't follow your heart. That's stupid. Don't. Um, um, live by principles that. and feel, live by principles and values, not feelings in your heart. Uh, also, if you're the one standing for the marriage, then good for you. Like you should stand for the marriage. And we did a podcast on, is it selfish? Stand? No, it's not. So I don't care what somebody tells you, go back and listen to that one, but it's not selfish. You just need to take the right steps, have the right guidance aside from prayer. Like I said before, prayer, honeydews, Bible church, stuff like that. You can do a lot more. You need some, you need some action steps and some guidance here. There's, there's a lot more you can do and no people will tell you just focus on your own growth. No, 90% you on your own growth, 10% very tactical and strategic on them. We have a method for doing that. Yes. And if you're a couple listening to this, then you're obviously in the right place. And we just came to say like, don't give up. And no matter what category you find yourself in, you know, here, you can join our Facebook group. You can reach out for, uh, for help you know, we are a place of no judgment. You know, that's why we are very open with everything that we've been through. And yeah. we are, you know, we're a hundred percent honest with that. Cause we are not here in a place for judgment. We've been through all of these things. We've been in all of these situations. And so we're not here to judge you. We want to help you and give you action steps out of this and help you grow and change as well. So you get out of this escape. I cannot describe the peace and the true joy. And I'm not talking about temporary crap, but I mean, internal peace and happiness once like you have these true changes and foundational changes that come I, I just don't have the words to describe what it's like to have that true peace inside I, I just don't like there is nothing that compares to this peace that we have and so our hope is to guide you out and let you experience that too and not be stuck in the hell on earth that we were in as well yeah true very very true however we're not for everyone so 
we're not for everyone. Like if you have a fixed mindset, we're not for you. If you, if, if you don't agree with us, you probably have a fixed mindset. Let's just be clear about that. Um, if you, if you have like, you know, if you're not coachable, if you're not willing to take hundred percent responsibility for your life, if you're on all those things, like probably not for you, be honest with you. If you want someone to coddle you, not for you. If you want someone though, that's going to shoot you straight, give you the action steps and help you heal and get past this for good, not needing anyone else, not being in counseling for 20 plus years. Like we've had clients come to us with, if you're, if you're wanting to actually get solved, then we're the right people for you. But yeah, anyways, we love you. As always, God loves you. And yes, he always wants to see your marriage restored. I, we firmly believe that. And so do we, we always want to see that restored and we believe in you. We love you and God loves you. And we will see you and have a blessed day. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.